Psalm 103 is a great psalm. We're going to look at that in just a moment. Uh, but uh, And you could almost call it a motivational song. It's a song that David wrote, and we're going to see about it in just a moment. But here's one of these songs out at the moment that is uh, people are using as a motivational song. I'm going to see whether it motivates you or not. Let's play the clip. Uh, what song do you play in your head or do you put on in your stereo in your car when you want to be motivated? You can call out if you like. What about this one? Eye of the Tiger? Uh, this is team my year, isn't it? Eye of the Tiger. What about this one? Final Countdown. Oh, We Are the Champions by Queen. Uh, I can remember going up to the hockey grand final with my boys and uh, putting this on to try and motivate them to kick in and get out there and uh, be motivated to, to win the grand final. I don't know, they're, they're great things, songs, aren't they? They can be very motivational. They can really grab you and push you and send you out. Well, Psalm 103 is a motivational song. It's a song uh, written by a guy called David who is now the king of Israel and uh, he's writing it to build himself up. He's writing it to be motivated for life and motivated for God. Uh, so open up your Bibles or you can look at it on the screen. It's a beautiful psalm, Psalm 103, and uh, Heather's going to come and read it for us. We're on, Heather. <laughs> I'm not a very motivational speaker, I'm sorry. I hope I, hope I do it justice. <laughs> I'll let the psalm speak for itself. That's good. <laughs> praise the Lord, O my soul. All my inmost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, O my soul. And forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. Who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion. Who satisfies your desires with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor will he harbour his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserves but repay us according, or repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the earth are, and are above the, uh, sorry, for as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. As the father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he knows how we are formed, who remembers that we are dust, as for man, his days are like grass. He flourishes like a flower of the field. The wind blows over it and it is gone. And it is, its place remembers it no more. But from everlasting to everlasting, the Lord's love is with those who fear him and his righteousness with their children's children. But those who keep his covenant and remember to obey his precepts. The Lord has established his throne in heaven and his kingdom rules over all. Praise the Lord, you, you his angels, you mighty ones who do his bidding, who obey his word. Praise the Lord, all ye his heavenly hosts, you servants who do his will. Praise the Lord, all his works, everywhere in his dominion. Praise the Lord, O my soul. Amen. You did well, Heather. 
Um, and I'd encourage you to go home and read it and spend more time on it than just uh, the 20 minutes we're going to spend this morning on it. Uh, but uh, it's a great psalm and it's a psalm, as I said before, that David, uh, we're not sure exactly the circumstance of the situation he was in when he wrote it, but it seems like what he needed to do was he needed to pump himself up to praise God. Uh, because you see in the very first couple of verses and the last verses, he's saying, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. He's repeating it continuously. And you could almost uh, see that he's trying to get this into his head. Uh, it's like he wants this playing around and around and around in his head. Uh, if we had it, David had it been to today, what he probably would have been was had it on his headphones and he would have been having it on a loop around and around and around his head to motivate him to praise God, to build him up to praise God. Uh, and you see in that first couple of verses, he does that, doesn't he? Uh, that word, praise the Lord, could also be translated, bless the Lord. He says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and my inmost being, bless his holy name. He says, from the very depths of my soul, praise the Lord, David. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. He wants to get right within him and say, from the very bottom of me, from the very innermost being of me, praise God. He wants to motivate himself to praise God and get it out there. Have you ever had that moment where you felt like you needed to be motivated? That's all you need, isn't it? You just need motivation. Uh, maybe that's not what it is for you, but maybe it is for others. Uh, but I think sometimes it's not just about exercises. It's not just to look like a unicorn when you're a rhino. Uh, but it's motivated to praise God. Sometimes we need that, don't we? Sometimes I get up in the morning and I'm not feeling like I really want to praise God. Sometimes there's circumstances and situations in my life I think, I'm not feeling like praising God today. I'm not feeling like I really want to get out there and tell people. I don't really feel like that's what it's about. And we think that's what David's like in this psalm. And so he writes this psalm to motivate himself and God has kept it in his word to motivate you and me to encourage us from the inmost being to praise our Lord. And the great thing about this psalm is that David just doesn't go off on all these sorts of tangents, but he focuses in on God's actions and God's character. For him to be motivated about God, he goes in to think about who God is and what God has done. He looks at what God's actions in blessing us are and he looks at what God's character is in loving us. You see, we can go off to motivational talks, we can go off and have motivational songs and they can be helpful, can't they? Uh, But in the end, we've got to have something deeper than that that is ultimately going to motivate us to praise God. Those things can help, and we're going to sing songs in a moment to help us in that. But unless they take us to the actions of God and to the character of God, then they won't ultimately motivate us at all. And that's what David does in Psalm 103. He takes us to look at God's actions. He takes us into looking at God's character. And so that's what we're going to do this morning. We're going to have a look at those two parts. I'm going to take you into aspects of the psalm and see how God, how David shows us uh, 
what God is like and how God acts. Uh, so keep your Bibles open, although we'll go up on the screen for you as well. But uh, first of all, we're going to look at God's actions in blessing us. And you'll see that in the first few verses, won't you? Look at what he says there in verse five, uh, verse 3. Uh, God who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle. Beautiful words, aren't they? God who forgives, who heals, who redeems, who pulls us out, who crowns us, who satisfies, who renews us. What an amazing God we have that he does that. Now David was the king of Israel and he saw how God placed him in that. He saw how God established his kingdom and he became an amazing king across a whole lot of land. But David only saw the glimpse of it, didn't he? David didn't see the full-blown sense of how God does this. But you and I have. We've seen how God blows this out, not just to a little kingdom around Israel, but to the whole world, to all the nations in Jesus. You see, Jesus is the one who forgives all our sin. Jesus is the one who heals us from our disease of sin. Jesus is the one who redeems our life from the pit. Jesus is the one who crowns us with love. Jesus is the one through his spirit who satisfies our desires for all good things. And Jesus is the one through his spirit that renews us on the inside. That's where we can go back to, isn't it? To the actions of God in Jesus. Because we have been saved by him. All the stuff that we've done wrong, we cannot atone for it. We cannot do anything to get rid of it. But Jesus does on the cross. The sin and disease that inflicts us and hurts us now is only dealt with by Jesus, that in the end it's only through him that we'll be in eternity without that. The pit that we're stuck in, that we can't climb out of, that we feel that life is just around us and we're clawing to try and get out of it, only Jesus reaches in and lifts us out. His love with his arms outstretched on the cross and the crown of thorns that he wears on his head is his arms outstretched in love for you and me. And his crown is the love that he puts upon us when we put our trust in him. And as we heard last week, didn't we, it's his spirit that comes, that comes and lives and dwells within us, that satisfies our soul. It's his spirit that enables us to be renewed and have strength to live for him. That is an amazing thing that God has done for us that he has saved us in Jesus. His actions in him when we didn't deserve it. You see, who forgives all our sins? It's in Jesus. Who heals all your diseases? It's in Jesus. Who redeems your life from the pit? It's in Jesus. Who crowns you with love and compassion? It's Jesus. Who satisfies your desires with good things? It's Jesus through his spirit. 
so that your youth is renewed like the eagle. It's in Jesus through his spirit. When we want to be pumped for God, who do we look at? Jesus. When we're feeling down and unmotivated about life and where we're at and what's going on around us and what's happening about us and what's God done for us, where do we look? To Jesus. We come to him. Uh, They're worth motivating us for, but also God's character as well, which is what the second part of this psalm is about. If you read from verse 6 through to 18, you'll see that uh, a whole lot of things of God's character are outlined for you amongst that. Uh, And he goes on and keeps talking to us about that and showing us to it. Uh, Go home and read that. Uh, Spend some time looking at that uh, and spend some time praying through that. It's a great part of the Bible and some great statements about God's character and what he is like. Uh, but we're going to read one part particularly uh, uh, from verses 8. And, and just listen to this. I'm not going to explain a whole lot of this because I think it explains a whole lot of itself. Uh, it's a beautiful piece of writing, this, and just amazing words about what God's character is like. Because God's character and God's actions work together in perfect unity. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor will he harbour his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has, removed, has he removed our transgressions from us. Compassionate, abounding in love, gracious, slow to anger, slow to accuse, removes our sin as far as the east is from the west. That is our God. That is amazing grace. To us directly through him. I read a story not that long ago about a lady who was in Cambodia and she was a missionary and she was had this told this story about a lady that she came across a number of years after all the wars and the Khmer Rouge had been through uh, I'm not sure this was a lady, but you could imagine that she would look something like this. Uh, and she tells a story that when uh, she was young and uh, the wars had all happened and the Khmer Rouge were coming through and all the child soldiers were about, uh, that one day they came in on her village and they stormed her village and they chased them out of the village and this lady had in her arms her baby boy, her only son. Now she was running, the child soldiers caught up to her gathered around her and she begged them to take her life and not her son's. But the child soldier, a 10-year-old at that stage, grabbed the child out of her arms and beheaded him in front of her. It was about five years later and the war had ceased and the Khmer Rouge had been overthrown and this lady was walking through a town. And as she was walking through the town, uh, she saw this... 15-year-old child begging on the side of the road and she recognised him. 
He was the one that beheaded her son. Now this lady loved Jesus. She walked across to that child that was begging on the side of the road and took his hands and says, Today you have become my son. I will take you home and I'll care for you and I'll look after you. See, this lady responded because she knew the love of God, the love that God had for her in Jesus, who when she didn't deserve it, when the child soldier didn't deserve it, when we don't deserve it, is abounding in love and graciousness who removes our transgressions as far as the east is from the west so that we can be in relationship with him forever. That's worth praising God about, isn't it? That's worth getting up in the morning and remembering and praising God that he has done that for you and I has reached out to us and brought us to himself and said, I'm going to treat you like my son. That's how much God loves you. That's worth contemplating, isn't it? That's worth thinking through. That's got to be motivational, doesn't it? motivate us to get out there and live that in the world around us. In the morning to get up and praise God. In the day, praise God. In the evening, praise God. At all moments in our day to praise God. When you're feeling unmotivated, when you're feeling like you're unsure what God's on about, when you're feeling unsure about life in general, it's great to come back, isn't it, and to think about God's actions for us in Jesus to think about God's character in abounding in love and forgiving and gracious to you and I. That's got to motivate us, doesn't it? We're going to watch another clip.
And they all say, you can't hear me sing. Uh, we want to motivate, don't we? That takes us, and we want God to do that within us through his spirit. And as his spirit takes us to his word, to his actions and to his character, and we see that's all wrapped up in Jesus, then we can get out and praise his name to bless his name as David does in Psalm 103. And when you get to the end of Psalm 103, he says, not only do you praise him here, but everyone everywhere is to praise him. Look at the last couple of verses. Praise the Lord, you his angels, you mighty ones who do his bidding, who obey his word. Praise the Lord, all his heavenly hosts, you his servants who do his word. Praise the Lord, all his works everywhere in his dominion. Praise the Lord, my soul. Uh, What David's not only saying that he wants to be motivated to praise God and to live it out, but he says that everything in all creation is to praise his name and to bless him. Every aspect of the world is to praise him. The heavenly host, the angels and creation itself is to praise his name. Uh, I want to give you an encouragement. Uh, Here's a challenge for you. Uh, maybe one night this week when you uh, have a clear night, when it's not cloudy, go out with your Bible, with Psalm 103, sit, look, look at the stars, look at the heavenly hosts, look at his creation, read Psalm 103 and then shout it at the top of your voices, how good is God? Or maybe you've got one of those songs that you love to play. Take it with you and stand out there and go for it. Praise God for how great he is and be motivated in that. That's a bit scary, isn't it? If you live next door to me, you never know what that could sound like. Maybe you find a spot where there's no one. But that's what David wants, doesn't he? It's not just, though, that we do that in our own space, at our own time, to praise his name, but that he's motivated to live that out in every aspect of his life. That as he remembers God's character, as he remembers God's actions, that that will motivate him to be a light in the community that he lives to the nation of Israel, as king of Israel that you and I, as people who are living for Jesus in our community, where we live, in the neighbourhoods that we have, in the families that we are, wherever we are, that our lives shout praises to God. Because we're motivated. Motivated because of God's actions to us in Jesus and his character of unbounding love and forgiveness for us, shown to us most acutely in Jesus as well. Let's go and praise God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, uh, sometimes we do sit back and find it hard to be motivated to praise you, hard to be motivated to get out and live for you. But Lord, as we've looked at Psalm 103 and we've seen what David has put in writing for us in that song, in that psalm. We pray, Lord, that what he has written becomes part of what and who we are. That as his inmost being cries out in praise to you, Lord, that our inmost being will cry out in praise to you. That our lives will be a demonstration Our lives will be complete praise to you, Lord, in every aspect. As we remember your actions 
in Jesus as we remember your character. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you that you have had David write this down for us. I want to thank you that we see how Jesus fulfills it. We want to thank you, Lord, that you can motivate us by your spirit as you apply that to the inmost being of our souls and our lives. So we go out and live lives, lives of praise to you. Thank you, Lord. Amen.